0: Welcome to the Aussie Bloggers podcasts, brought to you by Tan and Amanda. Tan's from Write Your Cancer and Amanda's from My Office Books, and you can find them both at Blogger Support for All. Join them as they talk about blogging and as they speak to a variety of Aussie bloggers who share their own stories, secrets, and successes about the world of blogging. And now, here's Tan and Amanda.
1: I'm Tan from Write Your Cancer.
2: Hi, I'm Amanda from My Office Books. And And we're we're from Aussie Bloggers Podcast.
1: And today we're really excited because we've got Jay Chris Crow from Jay Chris Crow.
3: (laughs) That was awesome. That's the best introduction ever.
2: So Jay, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you'd love to do.
3: Okay, great. I'm Jay Crisp Crow, which um, is a crazy name. Um, so I have a small business called Crisp Pro Communications. Um, I rewrite people's copy basically. I'm a copywriter and editor. Um, and I really love small businesses and I'm mad for social media as we were talking about before we started the podcast, talking about my special love for social media and how I've turned that into, um, a business so that I can spend a lot of time on social media without (laughs) my family getting me into trouble, um. So, yeah, so I've been in business for about 18 months and I've always been a writer but this the business is quite new to me and it's amazing how well it's going. I kind of am pinching myself on a daily basis and I think blogging's got a lot to do with why it's going so well.
2: That's fantastic. So going on the slant of about blogging. Yeah. Yeah how would you go about advising other bloggers how to be polished online when it comes to how they communicate and yeah. come across naturally so it sounds like they're talking when they blog?
3: Yeah, sure. Well, I I, I mean I think blogging is really important to small businesses because I honestly believe that the way that we consume is different. I think we're evolving in the way that we buy things. Um, so I my whole business is, is based on the premise that people buy a story rather than respond to being sold to. So I think we're a little bit more conscious in the way that we choose where to invest our money. So blogging and then sharing on social media is a really incredible way to get a business story told. So Um, I do a lot of ghost blogging for other people to use on their websites um, and then (laughs) my blogging kind of comes secondary. (laughs) Um, And and a couple of people have asked me why I choose to kind of blend the business blogging along with I blog on motherhood and disability and being a netball mum and, you know, wearing bikinis when you're a little bit chubby. Um, I blog on all those kinds of things and I chuck it all into the one business website because I actually think that, they shouldn't be compartmentalised anymore and that people respond to hearing about your story and you having a little bit of life showing. But also when you're a small business, I think you kind of need to keep in mind that that needs to be polished. Um, And polished, so I always bang on about authenticity all the time, um, but that doesn't mean kind of um, showing everybody everything, I think. Um, So I always advocate being personal but not intimate um so that means you know um telling your story but that not laying it all out on the table so using language and telling a story in a way that you would naturally do if you were talking about it to somebody that you trusted over cake or wine but in a little bit more of a considered way um, and then I think there's exceptions to the rule because if that's not your natural voice, like one of my favorite bloggers right now is Constance Hall. Um, and for a natural copy editor, her blogging should drive me insane. Um, but I think she's so raw and refreshing and I don't even hiccup over the grammatical errors or funky spelling because her, I mean, she's not a small business, so, you know, she's different, but her message is, is loud and pure enough to be pretty much perfect, even with. Um You know, obviously, not having an editor mm.
1: Mm. Jay, I found it really interesting when you spoke about the authenticity yeah. of blogging and and the voice now, oh, probably however, many years ago, many, many years ago, when I started doing ghost blogging for people yeah i there wasn't a lot of business blogging done, so yeah. I was sort of um shot down for doing that because people were saying you're not authentic you're doing someone else's voice um it's not natural it's not right what do you what's your take on that
3: oh look i think just like any other professional if somebody's going to be able to do the job for you in a way that is going to present your business story in a more persuasive way than you could do it yourself why wouldn't you outsource it you know people don't do their own sign writing or, um, you know, their own surgery. You know, there's professionals in the world that exist simply to help you get that story told. And a lot of the women that I work with, we start off with them sending me an idea and, you know, maybe three or four paragraphs of just dot points of what they want to say. Then I spend an awful lot of time reading everything, every single thing that they've ever written on the internet or, um, you know, to really kind of, try and bring in all the ways that they speak and all the words that they use. We define some keywords. So really trying to, like, get into that character. And I think that's where um, my mum always used to say that she'd wasted a whole lot of money <laughs> on me, um, you know, putting me through drama school. But um, I actually think that all that training at WAPA paid off because, I feel like I step into that character and then write them in a way that they would if they had had a couple of years to practise how to write themselves. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't think that it's inauthentic. I think when they get the copy back, they read through it. If there's something that doesn't sit well with them then we hash it out again and then most of the time as the process evolves for the client what happens is they take on more and more and more so it almost becomes like a training um so at the end of 10 10 blogs it's pretty much a 50 50 deal you know i'm writing half and then they're writing half and then they're rewriting the bit that um that i wrote because it's more probably about confidence than it is about anything else and then it just needs a quick edit and it's and it's good to go um i think it's just about it, you know, I'm a storyteller, and not everybody is a storyteller. And I don't think it's inauthentic to hire somebody to get your story told.
1: Mm, absolutely, I, I have to agree with you. So, uh, just on the subject of storytelling, and you said earlier that uh, that people should be selling their story instead of, I guess, a thing or um, yeah, a product. Yeah. And so, tell us. How do you actually get that? Because one of the things you said was about instilling confidence and mm-hmm. I would have to agree with you over the years when I have been writing a blog posts for people and, and they go, oh, oh, is that how you do art? And they learn. As you would know, they would be learning from you to, yep. and they have the confidence to then try it themselves. Yeah. Um. So tell us how you would structure it so that it in detail how how so that it actually becomes a storytelling sequence rather than just a business blog?
3: Sure, sure, sure. Well, I think there's nothing wrong with a business blog. I mean, I have business blogs. um, They're great for SEO. (laughs) Um, You know, they're great to get people in because, you know, people want to learn, you know, your top 10 tips for um, social media content strategy, those kinds of things. That's okay to... To have a couple of dry ones in there once in a while, <laughs> um, but i think i I think for me writing is a joy for me. I understand that it's not for everybody, but I think it's kind of like one of those muscles that if you flex long enough you can it's almost like going to the gym. you can almost learn to be okay with it, and that means I think that people should be able to write however they. Please. And if that means that you write with a paper and a pen like I do, um, I still, I did creative writing at, um, university. So I, my natural writing is still with a paper and a piece of paper and a pencil. Um, I, Probably the the process that I help people with the most is that we do a big brain dump. So that means 30 minutes scratching around on a piece of paper, coming up with, you know, 30 good blog ideas. And most people don't realize how many good ideas they've got until they start that process. And then as they're talking, you realize that they're going, oh, yeah, I could write about that. Oh, yeah, I could write about that. "Oh," And once you've got the title, sometimes that's all it takes for you to sit down and in 15 minutes scratch out you know, the structure, the basic structure of a blog. And I don't think that people give themselves enough credit for what they're capable of, because I think they overthink the process. It's not university, you know, biology exam. You don't have to start in the beginning and finish at the end, because a story sometimes starts in the middle, and it sometimes starts with one word. Um, so if you're writing a story, and you feel like you want to tell the middle bit of the story, but you don't know what the Top and the end are going to look like it. That's alright. Just start writing. I think my biggest, <clears throat> my biggest tip would be to just write. Um, because it really is like exercising that little muscle that, you know, you thought, I'm not very good at that. I'm not very good at that. I'm not going to do that this year. Um, and if you just get going, it, um, it really can, You start to flex it and you start to think, hey, this isn't too bad. I find for my clients the biggest issue is publishing that first blog and nobody feels comfortable about publishing that first blog, but you just do it and you feel sick about it anyway. Um, because once that first one's done, it's so much easier to get into the second, to get into the second one. Look, I wrote, once wrote a blog via Siri in the car because I had a good idea. And I said to Siri, Siri, take a note. And the kids were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, shush, shush, I've got a really good blog idea, And I wrote a blog that's not published yet um, about lipstick and disability and how it's sometimes worthwhile to just chuck on some lipstick and do things anyway otherwise you miss out on life. Um, so it doesn't matter how you do it. What matters is that you do it and that it may not be perfect and that the best thing about um, website content and blogging is that you can go back and change it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in the, and repurpose it. Um, so my very first Huffington Post blog was a reworked blog about a bikini that I wrote as an anonymous blogger for a year before I started my business just to make sure that people would actually read me. Tell yeah. us about that. I just, I'd always I'd always been writing. Um, I'd kind of, I'd always been writing because I'd done writing at um, university. I'd done literature with a creative writing major and drama and then I had babies and lots of babies and more babies and then um, I spent 13 years writing for um, independent schools. I worked at two different independent schools managing their communications so um, you know and that's when social media really took off so I you know got a lot of practicing <laughs> at school um, <clears throat> and then um, I had a bit of a catalyst at work where um, a friend suggested I do for other people what I'd been doing to help her. Um, she was struggling with, you know, maintaining a conversation over social media with her clients for marketing purposes and I'd offered to help her. Um, and I wasn't having a great time at school so I was looking for other jobs and she just said to me, you're crazy. If you if I pay you to do this, then other people will pay you to do this. So, um, so I started this anonymous blog um, about being a mother in the hills and um, just to see, you know, if anyone would even read what I had to say um, and and they did. I had lots of people. I had lots of people overseas reading me, um, which kind of was good. And then um, I decided that I really wanted to be in HuffPost this year. It was one of my one of my goals for the year. So I reworked this blog that I'd written about um, being a chubby mummer in a bikini, and I submitted it. And I got an email back pretty much straight away with a with a regular blog spot. And then um, I got published on. Uh, you had Linda Reed, Enova um on yep so I got published on family capers a couple of times and then um just this week my first four print articles came out in an independent magazine um which was really exciting and a little bit of a funny story because I nearly talked myself out of the job (laughs) (laughs) a little bit a little bit like the bloggers that I helped I turned up to this interview and she just already decided that she would hire me and um and I started doing this whole oh you know, I'm not a journalist, right? And she was kind of looking at me strange, like, do you, do you want this job or not? <laughs> um, and she was like, did you write everything on your website? And I was like, yes. She was like, good. I just want that writer. I don't care what you've done before. Um, so I kind of did the thing that I always tell my clients not to do. And at that point, I kind of just had to shush and say, thank you very much for the job. And then carry around and figure out how to write for print media <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and it turned out fine they've got an excellent editor so it all turned out okay so yeah so it's um you know I just think you know jump in and do it I mean I, yeah sure I had a practice go and made sure that you know people were going to like what I was writing but um I think that this is the way that we communicate with each other and this is the way that we connect with each other these days. You know, I probably spend way more, I love reading, but I spend way more time reading people's blogs now than I do books, which I never thought I would say because I don't even own a Kindle or anything. I love the old tactile way of reading books. But I love reading people's blogs. It's so interesting to find something that resonates with you Um that somebody's written on the other side of the world or who's in a really different situation than you and you think, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I think about that or that's a really different way of looking at things than the way that I look at things. Um, I I think it it connects us, blogging.
1: Mm, Absolutely. I I love that. Blogging connects us. Mm. You can have that. That one's free. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, <laughs> I will
2: write that quickly down before I forget. <laughs> um, but, I mean, what I find fascinating is that blogging has been around for ages. Like it's yep. been around for decades. But now it's completely taken a different turn now that businesses are becoming aware. And I say becoming aware because in Australia there's still like, I think there's 90% of businesses do not have a blog. Yep. And, and that's, but there's so many businesses going you know we have to start a blog we know we have to so they keep on procrastinating because Mm. it's that like you said your words were you know just write it just start it's a first blog that's always the hardest yeah and and it's I think we're at a evolutionary point in blogging because it excites me because Mm. you've got the traditional blogger You've mm-hmm. got the new blogger that believes in being raw and authentic, but mm-hmm. then you've also now got the business blogger coming in. So when you see, cause you've, you'd probably been in the industry a lot longer than I have. I've only been in blogging for probably about a year. Um, and before that, I was only playing. Um, what <laughs> trends can you see happening more particularly here in Australia when it comes to bloggers and businesses?
3: I just think that we're really getting on the bandwagon, and I like. I've I've only been in business for eighteen months, so and I only ran the blog for a year before that. Before that, everything I wrote went into a book that I think is at my mother's house. You know, it's dusty old thing. Um, So every time I speak to somebody who is in business and they and they contact me to say, you know, I see you write blogs. What is the point? it's they've heard about it and people have been talking about it in the industry and you know you go to networking events and there's marketing people there that are really advocating for it which i think is really is really clever because again i think we have so many options to buy and invest into things um even down to you know what toilet paper we use because you know there's that great story about the who gives a crap toilet paper where you know the money that we spend goes back to making the world a better place like that's a story you you want to buy that toilet paper rather than all that oh, we buy the toilet paper that saves the frogs simply because it saves the frogs you know not because it's better loo paper what we're investing in is a story and i think that as we as we move we can still click a button and buy something for a cheaper overseas or we can choose to invest our money in a brand that maybe is local to us, maybe a small business that we know, the families. Um, you know, maybe we we see the daughter up at Netball and the mum's there and we know that she runs, you know, the local X, Y or Z. So we decide to buy from her. What we're buying into is is that brand story rather than, um, you know, choosing to click a button and not really have any emotional investment about where we're putting our money. And I think that that's how blogging can help small businesses is getting that story told um, so that we have that choice and we know that thing about you and we feel excited and we want to know that um, where our money is going to is to send your kid off to America to play soccer um, that kind of stuff and I think that's really exciting I love, I love that we're all getting on board with that um, because um, because I have a job <laughs> Um, and that's always an option, you know. If you if you really hate it, outsource it to somebody else who loves it. I'd do it for free, quite honestly. If I didn't have to feed children, it's crazy, crazy to be employed to do something that you that you love doing, <clears throat> that you would probably do for free. Yep. Awesome.
2: But I think that's the secret of business: is yep. to find your passion, yeah, and then the money flows and, co- and goes along with it because people. It's not just, like you said, it's not just a product. It's not just a person. You're buying into a community. You're buying into somebody that loves what they do. It gives you that enthusiasm and it makes you feel enthusiastic about what you're doing as well. And a, in this day and age, there's so much, so many people are fake. Yeah. You know, marketing, advertising is fake. yeah
3: Marketing, I think, as an umbrella makes me uncomfortable and, and I mean, Google Analytics says that I should advertise under a marketing umbrella. And I think that, you know, we probably have a little bit of a a pushback now to to say, yes, marketing can be done in a way that is a little bit more honest. Um, and I think that we as consumers are getting a little bit more clever about um, being marketed to as well. And I think that's got a lot to do with social media and the access that we have to information, um, you know, even about things that we see on the news the first thing I do when I see something on the news is try and get online and figure out what the actual story is because we don't just take everything at face value anymore. We want to be a little bit more conscious about um, what we believe and what we listen to and what we buy. So, um, so it's exciting to be part of that.
2: And and it's right. Like and also we look for the blogs. We look for the real life experiences and the stories yep. through the blogs yep. about that that situation as well. Weeks and months later. So I think that's something where the evolutionary change is coming. More and more people are open to writing yes. than what they ever were
1: before. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. So that's, um, that's great because more and more people need, um, need help. Oh, and, you know, and just need to start. I mean, how many great platforms are there online to just get on for free and set up a free blogging platform and get going? Mm,
1: absolutely. You know? and, and speaking about social media and, and platforms and things, What platforms do people use to contact you, Jay? Oh, I'm in all the fun spots. Um, (laughs) Facebook's probably my biggest one.
3: Um, I love Facebook, but I'm on Instagram as well. Um, I do a little bit on Twitter, but I'm a bit bit of an overworder, so it doesn't (laughs) have to do a bit of editing to be on Twitter, otherwise I run out of space. Um, I run two online forums on Facebook, one for the betterment of copy And we're about to launch into a a blogging challenge, which will be my first kind of beta testing for a masterclass. So if you're in business and you want to bang out 10 blogs in 10 days with the rest of us who will be swearing and huffing about it and carrying on, you can um, get in by subscribing to my email list, which is on my website. Awesome. All
1: right, Jay. Well, thank you so much. Uh, It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I absolutely loved it. I could talk about writing
3: and blogging and business pretty much all day. Um,
1: We'll definitely have to get together.
3: (laughs) So in conclusion, we'll thank our sponsors. Mm -hmm. And that's Amanda
2: from My Office Books, easy, fun, online solutions that any
1: small business person can use. And Tan from Write Your Cancer, where I help you write your cancer story and share it with the world online. Thank you again.
2: Jay, and we look forward to being able to communicate with you and hear the feedback about how, many, how much people have loved the tips and the tricks that you've shared today.
3: Thanks so much, ladies. I had a great time. Thank you, thank you. Okay, bye. bye. Bye.
0: We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Aussie Bloggers Podcast. If you would like to become a part of the Aussie Bloggers Podcast family and suggest a featured Aussie blogger or just to say g'day, Visit Tan and Amanda at AussieBloggersPodcast.com or at bloggersupportforall.com. If you'd like to leave a review, they would love that too. Keep an ear out for the next Aussie Bloggers Podcast coming your way soon.